Well, hey, hey there, Chunkies. It's Carter here, the guy that you're normally hearing on your Mondays and Tuesdays, but uh, you're going to hear a different voice on this one. You're going to wish you saw the face of this voice, but this was one of our uh, original members. This was David. Uh, David left the podcast because David had a baby and those kind of things happened. But here's the twist. That baby is me. So enjoy this wonderful podcast with Jordan, Doge, and my dad. And uh, I hope it's super. Bye. Snuck the Underworld poster in, waited in line. It was Scott Speedman and Kate Beckinsale. And uh, I was like, can you actually sign this? And I rolled out the poster. And she was like, well, we're not supposed to, but I kind of like rule breakers. And I was like, well, well Kate, you're going to love me. Can we, can we talk for a little bit about your British accent? Is that okay? Yeah. Is it, was it good? Was it no, really good? no. It was bad. I'm sorry, I, man. I kind of like rule breakers. I kind of like rule breakers. I can't. I kind of like. I can't rule. like you, David. I kind of like rule breakers. I kind of like rule breakers. I kind of like rule breakers. <laughs> I kind of like the rule breakers. I like the rule breakers. Oi! Oi! We're back. Oi! I kind of like the rule breakers. Oi! Oi! I kind of like the rule breakers. That's Do a want, little a British newspaper boy. That's the accent. Hi, I kind of like rule breakers. Get your papers here. Get your papers. I like rule breakers. Only twenty five pounds. <laughs> How much is a pound? Only eight quid. One uh, twenty five pounds is fifty American dollars. This <laughs> <laughs> the greatest article ever written. <laughs> it's printed on gold paper. Get yourself, get yourself one of our papers. Twenty five pounds. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk, our movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. My name is Jordan Wonders and this week I'm your chunk. I'm Doge and it's your job to plant yourself like a tree and say no, you junk. (laughs) (laughs) My name is David Blease and I'm the Sokovia Hunk Course. I dream of the day that you will remember to come up with a nickname. <laughs> but why? Gold comes out every time. That's true. It's, it's just raining brilliance over to my left. Um, we have no time to waste with silly stuff right up at the front. Let's get right this to it. This could be a joke-free zone. <laughs> a joke We're so serious. <laughs> but this week we are talking about Captain America Civil, Civil War. And I am so excited so, without further ado, give us a synopsis. Captain America Civil War tells the story of the Avengers split into two factions. Mm. Uh, the, main, the main kind of crux of this movie is the Sokovia Accords, which says that the Avengers need to essentially register with the government and become a government, <sighs> UN, essentially it's a conglomeration of like 170 nations or something like that. Yeah. They need to be sanctioned by this governing body. 117, I think. Okay, um, that's what you think. <laughs> and then uh, they need to be sanctioned by this governing body where essentially they are giving themselves... <laughs> over to their control. How uh, many countries are in the world? 118. Actually, there was only one country that didn't sign the Sokovia Accords, <laughs> and it was Sokovia because it just got lifted it's into dead. space. Yeah, it's gone. Um, and so essentially what this would do is make the Avengers a task force that gets sent where these countries say, um, and the Avengers are split in two over that. Tony and yes. his team want to sign that and need accountability. And Cap firmly believes that, he says, the safest hands are our own. What if they send us somewhere we don't want to go? What if they don't send us somewhere we need to go? Yes. Um, 
to complicate things, uh, Bucky appears on the scene again. And so Cap is trying desperately to save Bucky and convince the world that Bucky is not this monster, not this winter soldier assassin killer. And so throughout the course of this movie, um, things come to blows between the Avengers, between the two factions of Avengers. Um, The team is torn apart. And uh, we end with a confrontation between Cap and Bucky versus Tony, in which Tony Stark learns that the Winter Soldier killed his parents in 1991. Um, And so uh, they fight at the end of this movie uh, and Cap and his team essentially go underground. Um, Cap breaks the rest of his team out of prison. Um, They become essentially the secret Avengers. Yeah. Um, the deep Avengers. The deep Avengers, the dark Avengers. The, Deven- the deep the de- Avengers. The Avengers. <laughs> but anyway, that is Captain America Civil War in very broad strokes. Yes. They, they are kind of pit against each other by a former Sokovian <clears throat> intelligence officer who lost his family in the events of Age well, of Ultron. Was, did, they said he was like the leader of, what did they call him, like a death squad or something like that? No, he was talking, he was Sokovian intelligence. The death squad thing is the other winter soldiers. I thought they said that he was part of a Sokovian death squad. Mm -hmm. They said Sokovian intelligence. Okay. I think I'm like 90% sure. No, I I mean, obviously he's doing something right. He knows what's up. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's pit the Avengers against each other, but, but ultimately the real conflict (sighs) is between Steve and Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Let's talk about the Accords. Yeah. Ask your question. We, that you asked, we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. Well, I want to figure out where, where, where we would land as, as chunk and hunks. Um, let's let's breeze through this though. Yeah, but well, so uh, you said uh, as chunk and hunks though. Did we just get promoted yeah, and you, you just get demoted? Yeah, oh my idiot. gosh, dude, you're <laughs> the cords are ripping us apart. I hold the power now. <laughs> you are so ugly. We're hunks over here. So, my my answer is not going to be satisfactory. I don't think. So okay, here's the here's the accords, and I want to kind of break down the different um, viewpoints of the characters. So Cap yeah, yeah, yeah. was saying exactly what you said. What if they don't let us go where we need to go? And what if they send us somewhere that we shouldn't be going? Yeah. Uh, Tony says they're going to do it to us either way. So might as well get ahead of it. Yeah. Natasha says it's better that we stay together regardless of how. So she's on Tony's side. Yeah. Um, Falcon really is just going to be with Cap. Yeah. He's just regardless. He's literally Cap's wingman. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. nice guys. I've been crapping that joke for so long. It, it honestly means the world to me. You let me say that. On that our was show. it. <laughs> I love vision's explanation of since Iron Man or since Tony uh, announced he was Iron Man in 2008, there's been a, a complete escalation yeah. in yeah, yeah. That's uh, good. people oppos- uh, opposing us. Yeah. And Cap says, so you're saying it's our fault. And he says, no, there's causations. So vision realizes, you know, we need to be kept in check. Um, Here's the thing I want to point out. Well, one Ross comes back from Incredible Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh, you know, I, I get it and I don't get it. It's one of the things. It doesn't like, do anything for me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not upset that he's there. I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's anyone in the whole world that was like, heck yeah, more of that Thunderbolt <laughs> Ross. Yeah. Like, nobody was like, I'm it, so excited he's but back. But at the same time, it didn't detract at all. Like, yeah. it wasn't distracting, like, ooh, why he, is he here? He plays a person that you love to hate. Yeah, he yeah. does a good and job. I hate him in this movie. Um, I love him. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I hate him. Uh, but here's the problem I had with the Accords in general is he puts the screen up and he's like, you know, yes, we owe you a great debt and many would call you heroes, but some would prefer the term vigilantes. And he goes, New York, aliens coming down, Sokovia, uh, Washington, D.C., and now um, the place in Africa. Lagos. Lagos. Right? That's where they're at the I, beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And my, my question is like, okay, so how about we don't show up in New York? Oh, wait, we're all dead because there's aliens. Oh, how about we don't show up in Washington, D.C. and it kills 100 million people in four seconds? But, but I think that's kind of the point, though. 
I think the point is that people are going to be outraged whether there's action or inaction on the part of the Avengers. It's true. I just, I felt like Cap should have said that. Yeah, and been I like, agree. Oh, okay, cool. How about we just stay by and let you guys handle all the aliens? You guys feel comfortable with that? Mm-hmm. Like there was a pretty firm argument yeah. to be made and it was just like, okay, that's enough. Turn off the TV. Yeah. Almost as if they were accepting but I think, responsibility. But I, think people, I think why people were mad is because they were operating on their own. And so I think what they're saying is essentially if you're under the UN, nobody can get mad because the UN sent you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's I, which, the point yeah. of, of Thunderbolt Ross coming so to them rather than shutting it down. Yeah. Because he could straight up shut it down and just go, hey, these guys are vigilantes. Shoot on sight. Shoot to kill. We don't want them around. But he recognizes we there need power, you. We yeah. need you guys. But you have to answer to somebody. Yeah. So where do you fall? So Sokovia, you're an Avenger. Sokovia comes out. Sokovia Accords come out. Are you with Iron Man or Cap, essentially? Uh-huh. Are you, are you signing because you realize we need to be under authority? Like Iron Man says, that just makes us no better than bad guys if we yeah. have no one to report to. Or are you following with Cap saying that we have the right to choose? Well, and the authority puts chains on our abilities as well. Yeah. And, oh, and, the, and, and the thing that Cap says that really got me was uh, uh, Rhodey says, but this isn't, this isn't Hydra. This isn't S.H.I.E.L.D. This isn't the world order. He goes, no, but it's run by humans and there's agendas. And I was yeah. like, and when agendas, agendas, agendas change, agendas yeah. change. Well, here's the thing. So the hard part about this movie, and it's what I believe makes this movie so great, is that nobody is wrong. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Everybody has a valid point. Yeah. It, like, a, like I would say completely valid. Yeah. And so that makes the decision very hard, and which is what I think makes the conflict so compelling. Because yes. you can't look at Cap and say, dude, get your head right like you're 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 not in the right headspace yeah. and you can't even look at tony and say that you're not mad at anybody no in fact i spend the whole movie going i just love each other again <laughs> yeah. which is great it's like mom and dad fighting i hate it really yeah. yeah uh for me i think i would um line with let's not say with cap or with tony let's would say you, for or would against you sign no i would not sign um and and i think the reason that i would not sign is because um, first of all, the point about agendas changing is a great point, yeah. but also at a certain point, like, yes, I mean, cause Ross brings up a great point. He says, if I lost two 30 ton mega nukes, 30 megaton, whatever, I don't know anything about weapons. Explosives. If I, if mega I lost 30. two big boom booms, <laughs> two, if you lost two mega mans, if I lost two big boom booms, I would be in huge trouble, which You're I would correct, which I would say, but do your boom booms make their own decisions. Do they have agency? Are they people? Yeah, and and no. that for that reason is why I could not sign. I would have to say, uh, yes, you're right. I could be dangerous, but I'm also a person yeah. and, and I'm not going to sign away my right to make my own decisions. So no, yeah. I'm out. Doge? Honestly, up until this discussion, I would have said that I would not sign, but I think I would sign. Interesting. Honestly. And I, I totally, I sympathize more with Cap's viewpoint. Like I, I think that Cap is more right than Tony, but I, I do think that. So for me, the way I'm rationalizing it is I would sign. And then if they send the Avengers somewhere that the Avengers don't need to go, I just wouldn't go. Yeah. Or like, and I don't think that's part of the option. If they won't, well, Why wouldn't that be part t- of the option? T- Tony kind of says that when Cap says... Tony literally does that in the end of this movie. <clears throat> yeah, like, he, he signs, and then he says, I'm just going back to Avengers Right, HQ. but when he does that, he is, like, committing a crime. He's breaking the accords to do what's right. Yeah, and so I guess what I'm saying is, like, if you have to break the agreement that you made to do what's right, then that's a bad agreement. I think I would sign as a show of, like, I recognize we need to be held accountable. 
but uh, I'm not afraid to call it out when the when it's the wrong call. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I, hear re- you. I recognize that that, I know. that is just avoiding making a decision. Because it's so hard. Because like again, if if I have to break the thing I just signed to do the right thing, why sign it? Why sign it? Exactly. Because what I just signed isn't allowing me to do the right thing. Exactly. And what oh, what, what, so what, what what authority do they have to <laughs> tell essentially like a a free enterprise of uh, a privately owned business that you have to come under the government and you can't exist privately. Sure. Well, I think they can say you're a privately owned organization. You can't operate internationally. Like you can't do anything internationally and they would be totally within their rights to do that. Yeah. So my, my, my thought was in, in, if it was actually me, I would probably sign because there's 117 nations that are all saying, this is what we want. But like Tony said, we'll have it amended. Like, well, like I'm not going to go somewhere uh, that, I shouldn't be going. And if there is a crisis and you won't let me go, I'd probably go and face, you know, being arrested. And I feel like Cap almost makes that decision until he finds out about Wanda. He almost, he literally almost yeah, signs yeah, yeah. and then yeah. he finds out about Wanda. And I think when, when, cause that's the thing when Cap starts to look at it as people that are affected, yeah. people making the calls and people that are, the essentially the victims of these calls. That's when he says, "I'm not sure." About well, this. And, and his his hatred is not even of people. It's just it's not a hatred of people. Sorry, it's a it's just a mistrust in general of he. You know, he doesn't believe all people are bad, but he knows that people are fallible. Yeah, and and I think that's a valid point and, to stand and, on. And I think it was valid for him to protect. Um, uh, what's her name? Wanda. Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Cause when he was like, she's not a U.S. citizen. She's a kid. Yeah. And I get that she's a kid, but it's like, but she's not a U.S. citizen and she's incredibly scary. And so I get why people are freaking out. Yeah. So I, I get that. I get both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's what that's, makes this so hard and yeah. so compelling. And that's why not to review by comparison, but these two, uh, Batman versus Superman. No, came let's out, review like, by comparison. This Batman is- versus Superman came out two months before this it came out in February. This came out in March or April. Uh, I don't remember. Or was it May? Either way, very, very similar movies in terms of like, we're going to put two heroes everybody loves against each other, except the way that Captain America succeeds is the same way that Batman versus Superman fails. Captain America succeeds because we understand both sides of the conflict and it's a true conflict. Yeah. In Batman versus Superman, it's not actually a fight. Like yeah. they, they, Batman just wants to kill Superman and Superman just doesn't want to be killed. Yeah. yeah. And like that, that's just well, such a weak conflict. I actually want to point out something that both of these movies, the climax is essentially, why did you say that name? Yeah, it is. It, it really it's all is. It's about moms. Yeah. Which is so except, weird. Except civil war, civil war makes it personal. Whereas it felt like a cop out to me in Batman versus it, Superman. It makes sense. Civil War just does it. Batman versus Superman thinks that it does it because yeah. the mom is not the conflict. It's the mom's name. Yeah, it's literally just like so our moms happen to have the same but, name. Well, so and, let's and, and it's more compelling to say you said my mom's name and my mom died, or that guy killed my mom. Yeah, yeah. Way more on board yeah, with that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Rather than like you said the name so, of my mom and my mom is dead. Like what? Something you said just reminded me of my dead mom. No, <laughs> yeah. you killed you my mom. Killed my mom. That's yeah. way so let's worse. let's eject Batman versus Superman from the discussion. That's all <laughs> yeah, we need to talk about. But it. something I do want to bring up, um, just since we are kind of talking in broader strokes about this, um, Civil War. So one of the reasons that this is um, that I love this movie so much is it starts b- very broad. And ends very small. Yeah, yeah. it does. The, the conflict goes 
you know, usually the escalation is he's got this plan. He's got this plan. Oh no, it's master plan. Yeah. But this movie is really master plan, master plan. No, look how small his real plan is yeah. and it's going to work. Yeah. Yep. And, and I think in, in some ways it still does work in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, Zemo's plan. But yeah, I think what made this movie so compelling is that by the end when, and we can talk about it more in depth here in a little bit, but just by the end, when you're watching cap and Iron Man fight, you don't want anybody to win. Yeah. Or at least I'll speak for myself. Yeah. I, I, I can't watch it and say, yeah, get him. Yeah. I, I was watching just going, stop, 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 stop. But like, oh man, this movie yeah, really, rough. really delivered on a lot of stuff that I wanted it to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it opens up and I love seeing the new Avengers mm. working together as if they've been practicing. He even says, Wanda, just like we practice. And he, and she launches her up. Or yeah. sure, she launches him up. Yep. Love seeing them work together. Yep. Sokovia Accords come. They split. We're introduced to some characters that we knew a little bit of before. Um, but at right after the Accords come out, we find out that Peggy Carter uh, has passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Which real quick, before we move on from everything that happened in, was it Lagos? Is that what yeah. you said? Yeah. Before we move on from Lagos, yeah. I just want to talk about how... And I, and I think that this movie hints at a lot of how truly powerful Scarlet Witch is. Yeah. She takes an entire building worth of fumes from those gas grenades. Love that. Sends it out. Incredible. Yeah. She contains a huge bomb explosion in like a five foot radius yeah. around crossbones. Yeah. If she can do that kind of stuff, I'm very interested. I think she might be the one for Thanos to have to really struggle well, with. Well, dude, in, in, uh, in one graphic novel that I was reading, uh, Scarlet Witch gets taken over by Ultron or something like that. And she's basically used against the Avengers and she kills like but no all more, of them. no more mutants. Is right? that what it is? That what she it is? causes worldwide mutant extinction by saying the words, no more mutants and mutants are gone. She's, she's scary. Yeah. I wish in this movie, like we talked about in age of Ultron, we got like a horror vibe from her. Yeah. I think we should have kept that. I thought her I eyes should turn red. When she like not because she's mad or evil like that's how her power so, works and when she, when that grenade explodes and she looks at the public they see a red eye that witch. is that is the like, one thing oh my god that's the one thing whenever vision later says people aren't scared of you it's just an involuntary response in their amygdala I don't get like I don't have an involuntary response of fear when I look at Elizabeth Olsen. I don't yeah. think okay and, and I hear you and I agree that I think she should be scarier however I think what they're talking about is what she can her, do yeah it's true. I think what she's capable then of then Vision's line should have been when they see what you can do it's an involuntary yeah, response not when they look at you but I so what I really want to see hopefully is to find out that she has been holding back a lot because of what she knows that she's capable of doing because I think I think her powers might be one of the most interesting, like unexplored avenues that we haven't gone down yet. Yeah. And I think that could be a really, really, really cool story thread for sure. Um, so Peggy Carter dies. Um, cap goes to the funeral. Let's talk about that for a second. And I mean, it's a gut wrenching. Do you know, do you know the full quote? I don't remember the full quote. I know that it's so it's it's from the Civil War comic book. Actually, it's yeah, lifted from it's what that Cap says to that miniseries in two thousand six. Um, in that, the the crux of the registration is that all heroes with a secret identity have to register their secret identity and their superhero persona with the government and be on a nationally publicized list. Um, and so Spider-Man's whole deal is I can't do that because the second that I tell the government I'm Peter Parker, the second that that gets published anywhere. 
everyone's going to go after my aunt May mm-hmm. and I can't lose her too. And yeah. I can't lose Mary Jane. Like they were married at the time. It's yeah. like, they're going to go after my wife. I can't do that. Yeah. Um, and so he, he eventually does, he's persuaded by Iron Man to reveal his identity. And then immediately after that, Aunt May is targeted yeah. um, and shot through the spine and is in the hospital. Um, and so he goes and he talks to Captain America and that's when Cap's, that's the same Cap says yeah. to him the same speech that Sharon Carter says at Peggy's funeral yeah. when it says when the whole world is against you, when they're telling you that something is wrong, that you know is right, it's your job to plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and say, no, you move. Oh. And it's the greatest <laughs> thing in the whole world. Oh, so good. And I love that they work that in because yeah. that's that's my favorite, like one of my favorite panels in comics. That's yeah. definitely the highlight moment for me of the Civil War miniseries from 2006 yeah. and so the fact that they worked it in yeah. and that it came from peggy in this movie you're br- is a huge pump you're getting yeah. me so huge excited to see one of the best duos on uh comic pages that i want to see more in the mcu which is cap and spider yeah, yeah. boy because anytime i, so I mean when he's like where are you from you got a hard kid and he's like queens Brooklyn. Brooklyn. You're like, oh, come back. Uh-huh. Let's be friends. Yep. Uh, and I love, I loved at the end when he's talking to Aunt May and she's like, who was it? He's like, some guy named Steve. From Brooklyn. He's like, do you do I know this kid? He's like, no, he's from Brooklyn. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so His good. His friend was huge. Yeah. Like, really huge. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Huge, huge pump on just everything Spider-Man related in this movie. Hey, yes. just, uh, just wait. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, just wait. Whoa, whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa, we'll get whoa, to whoa, it. Whoa. So let's talk about Sharon Carter. We saw a little bit of her in Winter Soldier. She comes back in this movie. And I don't know how I feel about her. And I'm leaning towards not really. I agree. That much. I don't really like her that much. I yeah. like her as a character. She doesn't. There does not need to be anything romantic between her and Cap. The only reason that's here is because it's in Less the comics. Carter. Well, it's yeah, in the comics. Like I she's. I don't mind it. Why? Why does it bother you? I, I, f- I don't necessarily feel like it weakens her character, but I just I, I feel like we don't need it. Like there's no there's no point to that. There's no payoff for that. And it doesn't def- that kiss. Later on in the movie with uh, with Bucky and Sam watching, and then they like give that goofy grin. It's funny. That's Dude, n- it's funny, scene. but it's not earned. Give the people what <laughs> they want, and they want some <laughs> mad smooches. Here's my thing with her. Uh, I don't see her having much of a character. Like she's kind of just vanilla for me the whole movie. She really is. Like she, she's pretty one dimensional. Like she's like she's our information or girl. Her writing, um, and I feel like the decisions she makes in this movie. You could say, you know, she wants to do the right thing, but it, it always felt like she wanted to get that smooch with Cap. Yeah. And, and boy, did she. And boy, did she. No, she did. I, and she I, even I said, I like, agree with that. hang on, it, what would you like, do about, for a smooch from Cap, though? I mean, I'd give him the shield back for sure. Yeah, I you would, better believe it. I would do a lot less for a smooch from Cap. <laughs> but but I, I, again, I felt like the thing, after they kissed, she was like, it's about dang time. And yeah. I'm like, that's the motivation. Like, the motivation was, I just really love you. And when Thanks did, for that. See you later. When did that happen? Yeah. When did when did that chemistry happen? When they were, when they were flirting with laundry of, baskets in the hallway? Yeah. Got and a little flirty out there. He was like, he invited her on a date. Yeah. But it wasn't like. But it never happened. It never happened. No. And I, and I agree. I, I think I think the one dimensional uh, like parts of her can be really frustrating. She, I, I will say this, doesn't make the top thirty list of characters in this movie for me. But she doesn't bother me. I feel like it weakens Cap. It makes Cap feel insensitive. Of just like, hey. That speech you gave, those words that my ex-girlfriend, your great aunt, my ex-girlfriend said were really awesome. You want to kiss now? Like, it just felt like he was like literally trying to pick up a girl at a funeral. But they were already, they were already, first of all, that was 
after the funeral. <laughs> it's way after, but also it's like for, I mean, for Steve, they, that's his first girl. You know what I mean? They like, already that's had his first, it's his best girl. Yeah, his best girl. He's saving they, a dance for her. And they then were already died. ramping up the flirty styles she before died the in death. Her sleep. I think. Yeah, because she was old though. It wasn't just I like, know, but that's like she's still he literally says she's the person. Like whenever he he said, I came out of the ice lot, everybody knew was dead. I was just glad to have somebody. Whenever he found out that Peggy was alive. Well, and it kind of goes against Cap, Cap's, like... Cap. 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 <laughs> it goes against Cap's new, like, found uh, found glory. No, he, it goes against what Cap said no, at, more the end voice. Of, <laughs> at the end of Age of Ultron, which is he's like, you know, family, kids, you know, that's what I wanted. But after I went in the, the ice, yeah. I think I came out a different guy. Yeah. And this kind of brings him back to like, well, maybe. Oh, I'm sorry. Do him and Sharon have a family? Do they have kids? Or did they just smooch it up? <laughs> Here's my thing. I don't think Cap needs a woman. I agree. I, I think he's. But more, does I think he need smoochies? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting. <laughs> Cap, does Cap need a woman? We've answered that. No. Does the audience need Cap smoochies every single time? No. We need the bicep. Yeah, we do. Keeping yeah, a helicopter. We do need that from a blast. Okay. Imagine. What if instead of kissing Sharon later in the movie, he's he just Black Panther. <laughs> No, he's just he's just holding the helicopter and then like he looks at the helicopter, then looks right in the camera, winks, winks, and then kisses his own bicep. Yeah, I would trade the Sharon kiss for that. Yeah, okay. easily. All right, that'll be in the director's cut. No, gen- genuinely, like Sharon adds nothing and detracts nothing to this movie. And look at where we're where we're going in Infinity St- Infinity War. I yeah, you got it. Infinity War. It's. It's, I don't feel like there's going to be payoff. If, I don't feel like we're going to circle back to that. So I well, feel like it was just It's like, hard to have a relationship with somebody who's dead. We'll talk about that later, I guess. But that's my fear. That she's going to die? No, that he's going to die. Oh. <laughs> when did she die? No, that's my theory is that he's going to die. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, no. I, think I thought you were talking about too. Sharon. Oh, no, 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 no. Does she die? From Sharon's perspective, it's hard to be in a relationship with somebody who's dead. Yeah, I just feel like we shouldn't have gone there. Yeah, I agree. And if Cap is going to get wooed by somebody, I think it needs to be someone that's like a black widow that is capable and makes those decisions not kind of on the side. I thought that was coming after Winter Soldier. I was yeah, totally I, like, I, had, I can I see Cap and Black Widow. Yeah. But again, we don't need it. Like no, that's, we really that's don't. just like interpersonal well, drama that doesn't tip doesn't really add to the core conflict of this and story. And I find for some reason I find unlikely friendships far more compelling than re- like romantic relationships in movies. Like I love for instance um Black Widow and Hawkeye's friendship. Yeah. Like how like weirdly like competitive and brother I find that so much more compelling in like yeah. um Later on in Thor, like Thor and Bruce Banner's relationship together is so yeah. much fun. Well, the romantic relationship, I think, is the best if it's done well. Sure. I can't wait, and I and I hope it, they do it, and I know they're going to do it right, but a Reed Richards and a Sue Storm. Yeah. I can't wait to see a married couple in the Avengers because you take Sue Storm and she gets kidnapped. What does Reed Reed's do? going off, yeah. It's like, it's a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't seen that yet. And so I'm I'm ready to see that, but yeah, you I hear that. I'm you, afraid that we've alienated all of our listeners by reminding them that the horrible Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, exist. no, we're not talking about <laughs> that. We're talking about movies. the Bring back Fantastic Alba. Four. Bring back <laughs> Alba. <laughs> Please don't watch Fantastic Four. No, but Fantastic Four is my favorite team up uh, superhero. Really? Oh, for mine's sure. The Incredibles, which is basically <laughs> Fantastic Four. It really is, 100. <laughs> percent um, but you, you mentioned Black Widow. I want to talk about Black Widow. Okay. okay. Because again, what this brought up to me and a kind of, you know, seeing the Infinity War trailers is love uh, the character of Black Widow in this role or in, in these movies, but it's not Black Widow. 
It's just still you mean like from the comic. It's still not Black Widow. Yeah. I think Black Widow should be like Catwoman, where you don't know if she's going to be good or bad. And it played into this movie when he was like, it "Must be really hard to shake the double agent thing." Okay, and I'm like, I didn't buy that she was ever like playing both. But I think she, I think he is specifically referencing Iron Man two there. Yes, that's the first thing. Second oh, really? thing okay. is this like at this point, this is not a direct adaption of the comics. It's like true. These, these characters are not the same characters. I get that. You know what I mean? And like, and that's why I like her character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But. It just I don't sucks think you can. I don't Widow. think you can say that's not Black Widow then, because in this universe, in this iteration, it is Black Widow. I think you can say it's not comic Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Fair. It's fair. <laughs> but you could also you could also have said that's not Ultron. Ultron's not jokey. Ultron is created by Hank Pym. That's to be not fair, Ultron. we did say that. <laughs> we said I don't like this Ultron, but we didn't ever say this is not Ultron. I guess you know that's I mean? fair. I, I love. I just think there's a. a I, I love Scarlett Johansson on this team. I just I I feel like they kind of sprinkled some comic book Black Widow in this story in particular, in Civil War, I thought it would have been really compelling to have the Catwoman type, you don't know what side she's on. She's playing both sides. Well, let's let's let that be the inevitable black cat from <laughs> Spider-Man. Oh my gosh. So I, I actually do really, really disagree with that. Mm. Um, and I hope we can stay friends after this. I mean, I wouldn't bank on it. But yeah, me neither sure. at this point. But... <laughs> I do think that this version of the character is the most accessible version of Black Widow. Like she's the easiest to understand, the easiest to, you just don't have to sort through all of the baggage that that character brings in the comics because in the comics, it is like you're saying, but it becomes so cheap because every single story that involves Black Widow is like, whose side is she on? And that just gets old. See, I think think that's compelling, never knowing, because that's what Loki is. And I think Loki is compelling because you're like, dude, he could be, you know, finally getting his his mind straight, or he could be playing. But I think a, a the thing game. that's compelling about Loki is that we are led to believe that we do know where he, like, where his ultimately, when it comes down to it, where his real allegiance lies. And so, when he betrays that audience trust, I think that's what makes him. Compelling. I don't think he. I don't think we know where his allegiance lies. I think we know that he's always going to choose the best thing for him. Yeah, but I. But I also so think, I think he's that's shown it, himself to to. Let's not talk about Loki right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm with, yeah. you. I'm with yeah, yeah. you. But. I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of Black Widow in these movies, and maybe it's because I wasn't like really ever that drawn in by Black Widow in the comics, just like to where I really care that much if they changed anything about her. Yeah. Cause like to me, I mean, yeah, maybe it would fit her exact character as maybe more of a Mariah Hill type, just like more extreme, maybe. Like like agent intelligent like that but like yeah she feels I, she feels like a maria hill in in these in these movies to me like which i think is okay like i think it's okay to have that viewpoint fine. represented and it's really okay with me that that character represents that viewpoint here i agree with that i just i just i'm sad that it's that that's black widow see yeah and that's interesting to me because like i don't care at all yeah genuinely yeah like not I, now never once i've ever been like oh like i just wish that she was like russian more russian <laughs> see that okay. doesn't bother me that's at all my thought process every time she talks while we're talking about specific characters there yeah. are two huge ones that stand out in this movie yes. oh obviously if yeah let's go ahead and jump to these let's, boys let's do it and i we've been dancing around and we've referenced him a couple of times the first one that we see is T'Challa himself, Black, Black Panther. Ah! How do you guys feel about his introduction to the MCU? Um, our first kind of glimpse of Wakanda yeah. in the MCU. I mean, it couldn't have made me more hyped for his solo movie. Yeah, uh, he, I would, I would argue, and I'm going to get to my super pump in a little bit. It has to do with Black Panther yeah. as a character in this movie, but um, I think that. 
personally, I think Black Panther is the best part of this movie. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We'll talk about it. I, I was shocked by it too. Okay. Yeah. I'll just go ahead and jump to it. Um, so my, um, my super pump was almost Black Panther and Spider-Man combined because they're both so fantastic. Yeah. But actually I think my super pump is the moment at the end of this movie where Black Panther confronts Zemo and takes his helmet off oh and walks up and he tells him they have been consumed by vengeance. You have been consumed by vengeance. Yeah. I won't let, let vengeance consume, consume me. And and to me, that sums up not only this movie, but Black Panther's character. Uh, and that launches him into yep. his solo and movie. I am yep. so, we talked about this in our episode. I am shocked that they continued so well consistently with that mindset. Because yeah. yep. even in his solo movie, Black Panther, he, he's still attempting to find nonviolent ways to resolve issues and he still says we've been wronged but that doesn't make us wronging other people right yeah and and that character consistency but that moment specifically i remember my jaw just dropping yeah because again it's a perfect example of the funnel shape that this movie makes where it starts so broad and huge and then ends with a fist fight underneath a silo and two men talking on a cliff yeah Yeah. and and to me that moment on the cliff in the snow where he says that when he stops the gun. Yeah. Zemo tries to kill himself and he says, no, the living aren't done with you yet. Gosh, man, everything about that. That is easily my super pump. Small little dump on Zemo. The first time we hear his name, it's because of Daniel Brühl's accent. And I, my name's emo. My name is emo. I know, which is, uh, maybe a great band name, but even a better album. Because honestly, I I consider Daniel Brühl as Bar- uh, not Bar- he's not Baron Zemo. He's uh he's Colonel Helmut Colonel Zemo. Helmut Zemo. Yeah, yeah. As Zemo, he was almost my super pump. He was a, he's amazing he's in this. Fan. I just <laughs> just I laugh every time he's like, my name is Zemo. Yeah. Well, I, I love that. Um, his strategy was, I can't topple the Avengers. Stronger men than me have tried, mm. but they can they can collapse on themselves. I, I want to get to Zemo. Let's finish talking about Black Panther and Spider-Man, though. Well, because, the, oh, man. The interesting, interesting thing about Black Panther and Spider-Man is uh, during this movie, the Sony um, contracts of getting Spider-Man in the MCU were still kind of getting finished, and we weren't officially sure. It's kind of like the... Floyd Mayweather fight, like, is he going to sign? I don't know if they're going to sign over Spider-Man. So Spider-Man had a bigger role in this movie. Basically, switch Black Panther and Spider-Man. It was going to be heavy on the Spider-Man side and a little bit of Black Panther. Yeah. And when they realized, I don't know if if they're going to sign, they They created heavy Black Panther and left some space open for Spider-Man. Yeah. And when they finally signed, that's how we got the fight. And don't get me wrong, I love Spider-Man, but I think it worked out the right way. I was about to say, I think that's the best way to do this. Because if if Spider-Man's going to be a key player in... Uh, this in Civil War, whatever story that takes, whether that's yeah. Sokovia Accords or the Superhero Registration Act, he needs to have been active for a while and have, be to like be a very public yeah. presence and then have a reason to want to protect his identity. Yeah, I and I, I think a, a little baby Spider-Man eat though is, <laughs> is not, not going to have that, that same dramatic pull. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's something to think about Spider-Man. Now that I'm thinking about it, besides maybe Ant-Man, Spider-Man is our first MCU hero that needs to be concerned about a secret identity. Unless you count Daredevil from the shows. Which I I guess I kind of do, but the crossover that they've been hinting at for so long is never going to happen. Yeah, yeah. After Iron Fist came out? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The TV characters are never going to be in the movies. And and when I say... You heard it here first. (laughs) Kevin called us this morning and told us that. But but that, I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of mourn a little bit over a lost movie we talked about it a lot before this movie came out because we we heard you know Spider Man's in this is Spider Man starting on Iron Man's side and then meeting Cap and making the switch and making the yeah. switch which would have been a cool movie which I is mean, essentially what comics, Black Panther yeah. does though yeah it's true 
but I, I mean, it's Spider-Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and yeah. there's, there's something about his innocence at, at both figures and being like, he, he kind of almost plays the audience of like, yeah. oh guys, I don't know. What I don't to know. Do. This I'm, is- I'm hoping that comes into play more in infinity war yeah. because you, you get that scene whenever, whenever Peter is introduced and he's in his bedroom talking to Tony and he's like, when you can do the things I can do and you, you don't, don't do them. And bad things happen. They happen because of you. Yeah. Which and, is and such a wonderful way of dancing around with great, great power. power. I do want to pump on that. But yeah. also the look on Tony's face when he's like, crap, this kid is saying what he Cap is it. saying. Yeah. Like this kid would not go with me yeah. <laughs> if he knew what this really was. And Tony has to lie to him. Yeah. And essentially just like, well, maybe not lie, but just not tell him the full yeah, truth of what's going truth. on. Yeah. Yeah. So I really hope that comes into play later once Peter actually gets to meet Cap in Infinity yeah. War. And yeah. like, and we're going to spend some real time on uh, Tom Holland and Spider-Man once we get to Homecoming. But real yeah. quick, I just want to say that huge pump on Tom Holland in this movie. He yeah. is fantastic. Every moment Spider-Man's on screen in this movie, I think my face was just like, ah! So you, you guys know me really well, so this should come as no surprise. My super pump is Spider-Man in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He is yep. phenomenal. Spider-Man yeah. is for me, the character that got me into really into loving movies and into loving comic books yeah. and into loving superheroes. So yeah. to see him done so well is like, like this was the best thing that happened in 2016. It feels for me. right. Yeah, yeah, it does. I got engaged in 2016 you guys, <laughs> and this is the best thing that happened to me in 2016. Yeah, that's awesome. I was going to say something. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Well, we can, let's jump back to Zemo now. Cause I mean, yeah, black Panther and, um, <clears throat> Spider-Man have their own movies. We're going to talk about them. I know what I was going to say. I have, I have a small dump on Spider-Man. Oh, really? Uh, the opening scene where he goes into his apartment. I lived in New Jersey. I know what New York apartments look like. Sure you How do. How the crap is Aunt May affording that apartment in Well, they've Queens? moved. They move between that and Homecoming. It's okay. not the same apartment in Homecoming. So how does she afford that apartment? That I think apartment? we're to assume that her and Ben together had it. I think that Uncle ben, ben... Ben was rolling. Well, well not rolling, but, but just I think double together income. they could afford that. Uncle Ben died... They had to move uncle. And we don't know how long ago uncle Ben died. Cause Peter says, I got these six powers months. six months ago. Yeah. It doesn't mean that uncle Ben died six months. Uncle Ben could have died two weeks ago. Sure. That's a huge apartment yeah. in New York city in Queens. Yeah. That's expensive. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I do like my Peter Parker broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he is, he dumpster dive like, for his computer. It's true. Yeah. We, I, I got tidbits of it. It's a small dump. I'm trying to get Nick. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, um, I'll get to my super. Dump. I'm sorry. Did you say Nick picky? Nick, Nick picky. Okay. Who's Nick? Nick no. picky. I want Nick Fury to pick up uh, where we left off. Nicholas. Let's picky. talk to, let's talk about Zemo a little bit. And then I want to talk about the action sequences, but let's yeah, yeah. talk about, uh, so one thing that's always cracked me up about Daniel Brule as Zemo is that they could not have picked somebody that looked more like Sebastian Stan to play somebody to impersonate <laughs> Sebastian Stan at one yep. point in this movie. Yeah. And there, there are points when I was like, wait, okay. <laughs> wait, he does right. look a lot like, so I had to actually put that together into it right he now. They look so very much, similar. I've always thought that, yeah. but um, Daniel Brule's accent. I mean, he does what three, four, five different accents in this movie. Cause he does French when he's talking as the, uh, as the uh, like psychologist for shield when he's impersonating mm-hmm. that guy, his normal one is Sokovian, which is some sort of Eastern European. And then he does sort of almost a German at one point. Yeah. Well, cause that's, that is his yeah. accent. Yeah. Like, he's yeah, yeah, very yeah. German, but like he, I was so impressed with he's his very good. I love Daniel Brühl. And I he's cause he's great in uh, uh what is it? Inglorious bastards when he plays the, uh, Sniper. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. I know it's on Netflix. But yeah, um, he's really good. Yeah. I just didn't know that he was capable of doing those other accents so well. Yeah. Well, and something that I didn't realize uh, until this watch, this is only the second time I've watched this movie. What? Maybe, really? Maybe, maybe third. I think I've watched it in like 
pieces. Okay. I think I've seen this one more than any of the others. I think this might have been my sixth or seventh time <laughs> watching yeah. this movie. But I realized that uh, the the psychologist he's impersonating when they find him dead in the bathtub is a Russo. It is. Wait, shut up. Really? Yeah, yeah 100%. No way. Yeah. Yep. I was like, I looked, he has a mustache. And I was like, that, that Joe Russo? <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, yeah. I love the Russo brothers. He just plays a dead body. It's oh, so funny You guys did notice right in the airport scene, the... The Bluth family stair car yeah. from Arrested Development. Shut up. In the yeah. battle? Yeah. No they, way. They, they, they Cap, is, right Cap is literally like leaning against it and the stairs are behind him and it's the Bluth family stair car. I mean, yep. it's it's because text the, in the German. Because did yeah. direct multiple episodes, right? Yep. yep. Well, um, that is the essential climax of the, this movie um, is the airport scene. Yeah. I think that's the scene that people are going to be talking about for years. That was the civil war in the civil yeah, war yeah. movie. I mean, obviously at the very end, but that was team versus team. That's what we were kind of waiting for to see in this movie. That is so good. Yeah. That sequence is awesome. It is incredible. I think it's the best fight scene in the MCU. I, I don't know what you were going to say, but I'm going to hijack it. I do have <laughs> a dump about how that scene ends though. Yeah. Do it. I think that Rhodey should have died. I think so too, which would have made me terribly sad. It would have been yeah. awful, terribly sad, but I do think that he should have died. That seems like yeah. the right choice for this moment. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just feel like it was a cop out having him live because there needs to be real consequences to what happens. And Tony, yeah. Tony essentially is just like to a war. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry. I'm going to build you new legs. And then he's fine. And no, like yeah. in the infinity war trailer, he's flying around. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing his roadie thing. And no, there's yeah, no consequence from this. Yeah. Um, my, my super dump actually is not, it's not this scene specifically, but it, it has to do with the fighting. Um, Cause I, I love the Russo brothers. They know how to film an action sequence. They're so good, but there are some real liberties taken with some of the fight scenes in this. Like, there are just a few moments specifically with actually Black Widow at the beginning um, where some of the fighting is so over the top that it's like, there's just no way. Um, and then another, like what, what specifically? So, so at the beginning with black widow, um, there's a part where like some of the flips that she does are like, like don't even feel real, like unnatural almost like she's not enhanced. Yeah. There's some stuff she shouldn't be able to do. Black Panther's like quadruple kick blew my mind yeah but he, he's got superpowers <laughs> I, can, I can suspend disbelief for superpowers for sure, for sure. but with you. another example would be winter soldier walking towards somebody firing a gun at him and blocking every shot with his hand in one spot yeah all the guys to do is shoot down and he would shoot winter soldier in the stomach yeah so there are just a few moments of action that took me out of it mm-hmm. that is so interesting my my super pump was i mean blocking the bullets with was arm. always gonna be spider-man <laughs> yeah but for a second watching this i was like the action in this is unusually good for a marvel movie dude but i agree here that by and large the action is so good in this movie there are just a few moments and i think maybe it's because it is contrasted with such fantastic action yeah that when those moments come out where it's like okay maybe not though hmm. that yeah. to me it takes me out of I it can so see quickly that, yeah. and it, for me the two biggest like the most obvious and frustrating examples would be black widow black widow at the beginning and winter soldier blocking bullets with his hand and he yeah. doesn't move to catch them yeah i could almost say he's so enhanced that yeah, he can move quick yeah. but he just walks forward and the guy's just shooting his hand over and over again what can i do well they treat his arm like it's cap's shield yeah, and it's I like know. no yeah. it's the size of a hand man shoot between the fingers <laughs> <laughs> well in this uh this airport scene has so many incredible moments i love how i will say the airport flawless <laughs> everybody is pretty much matched up equally. Oh, you know, yeah. Black Widow and Hawkeye, you have Vision and Wanda, you have Cap and Tony, like all of these 
aspects. And let me just say, actually, before I forget, yeah. huge pump. This is Ant-Man's first interaction with the Avengers. Oh, I yeah. love This is his first time with the Avengers, and it's a battle. Same with Spider-Man, too. Yep. Yeah. But like his fir- it's like, and here you go. And Black Panther. Uh kind of. He yeah. fights in the in the tunnel before. And yeah, but that's only Cap. Like this is his first interaction with like yeah, Winter oh, Soldier and War Machine. Oh, there's Iron Man. Oh, there's yeah. Iron you know, two, you're right. You're right. Two huge pumps on Ant Man. I love when he comes out of the van and he's just like, "Wow, <laughs> Captain America, shaking your hand, Shaker. you are. <laughs> hey, I know you too. You're great. Oh man, like incredible. He's great. Yeah, I know yeah, what yeah. your next one's gonna be. Him on the, the arrow, arrow, which is yeah. right out of the and comics. He goes, it is. he goes, yeah, I'm ready, Arrow guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it's it's directly out of the comics and made better. Yep. yep. Like it, in the comics, he's on Hawkeye's arrow, which is like, oh, that's dope. He goes, all right, Lang, you ready? And he goes, I think I'm ready, arrow guy. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, he doesn't know his name. And this this does, I mean, his presence in this movie does kind of call back to something we talked about in last week's show about okay. like, what are his powers? He changes size, but the whole thing is when he's small, he has the strength of a human. But when he's large... He has the strength of he has the strength the of like a million humans because he picks up a plane and swings it as a yeah. weapon. I think you must have been right that when he's small, he's even st- still stronger than a human. Like, like he's like it. it's regulating his his mass yeah. in relation to his yeah. size. Yeah, for sure. Okay, um, I would love. I, I really hope we get some more clarity on that in Ant Man and the Wasp. Otherwise, I bet we do. Otherwise, it runs the risk of being. The, like this universe's equivalent of Wonder Woman, yeah, of like the, his powers work. Your powers, situation. Your powers are whatever the writer decides they Situational, need. Situational right uh, powers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my one dump, um, and I'm gonna make it my super dump. And it's crazy that my super dump is in the air. The uh, the hangar scene. Hey with, man, uh, what do you think? With the, just an, an awesome battle scene, but I don't know if there's a movie without pl- plot holes. Sure. And so you can, you can, you pick a part of movie enough. You're going to find something like that didn't make sense. Sure. Um, the, the opening scene, they're like, that's our chopper. That's our helo. And so they run. <laughs> that's our bird. <laughs> that's our bird. They run to the helicopter and Tony stops it. And he, or he throws like a electric electricity bolt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, you got he, it. He throws science at the helicopter yeah, yeah. and science takes it over completely. <laughs> science says, no, 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 no fly for you today. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, crap, that was our ride. Yeah. And then. They say we've located the uh, the Quinjet, the Quinjet, and they're like, "Now that's our ride." Now they know that that's they're trying to make it to the Quinjet, right? So why doesn't Tony take another one of those? Why doesn't Vision? I don't think they know that. I don't think I think Vision is the one that notices that when he okay, flies exactly. up. Exactly. So Even Vision, still, yeah. Vision says they're trying to make it to the Quinjet. Let me tear apart a tower to fall on them to keep them from going into the Quinjet when he could have just gone and blow up the Quinjet. Yeah, because it's not like they needed the Quinjet to get home. They're literally at an airport with a bunch of <laughs> other flying machines. And half of them fly. Yeah. Yeah, it could just be like, hey, Falcon, you're up. Can they, do they, do they have enough fuel to fly home? Like, can an Iron Man suit fly around the world like that? Nah, I mean, he flies from the prison all the way to Siberia, so I would assume. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, where they're going, they're not going home. Cause it's not fuel necessarily. It's reactors. Oh yeah. 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 Let's but get real into the science of that. Let's That's also talk about up on. vision in open combat with other meta humans. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. He's great. When he floats through giant Ant-Man, <laughs> something just something went inside me. Something went inside me. <laughs> Love it. Oh, vision is probably the most powerful Avenger. I still I'm, think I'm Scarlet thinking, Witch cause I'm she thinking. brings him down. It's true, but he can go invisible. She can still bring him down. 
Uh, no, I hear you. That happened. You know who else I can go invisible? Who? Apparently Hawkeye, because everyone forgets about. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Age of Ultron. Hawkeye was great. Yeah. My favorite Hawkeye Civil up to this War? point is Civil War. Yes! Yeah, he's awesome. Because he's this. a dad in this one. Dude, he's a dad, but he's dope. Dude. He, because you see a little bit of it in Age of Ultron where he's kind of like, you know, with Wanda. Uh, but when he shows up, I'm just like, Clint! Yeah, hey! Yeah. Dude, when he, when he comes to get Wanda, and he's like, come on, we gotta go. He turns around, he runs towards the elevator, she stays, he runs back, he goes, hey, it's, it's actually this way. <laughs> and I just so love good. when he's fighting Vision and he's like, you cannot overpower me, Clint. And he goes, I know, but she can't. Yep. And you see Wanda, oh my gosh, a great yep. scene. He's great. And I thought that he said this line, but maybe it was something else. But when she brings vision to hell, basically, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought he was going to look down and be like, remind me to never piss you off. Yeah. He said, he was just like, let's go. And I felt like, come on, it's, it's Hawkeye. He needs to have some sort of, yeah. You know, quippy well, line. later on when he's fighting black widow and he's like, hey, are we still friends? <laughs> or no, she ha- says, she says, are we still friends? He says, depends on, depends on how, how hard you hit. Yeah. And then Wanda throws her and says, you were, you were pulling your punches. And he's like, yeah, oh, yeah probably. <laughs> And I love, um, cause I think, I think maybe my favorite Hawkeye scene is at the prison, which we should talk about real quick. Um, after the fight, everybody that wasn't cap or Bucky gets put in, what's the name of the prison again? The raft. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody gets put in this floating ocean prison, which is severely dope yeah. comics. It, it, uh, is built to contain super villains yeah. and enhanced, uh, I guess enhanced criminals yeah. and the prison they go to is actually in another dimension. Um, and so it's like in a, a, it doesn't take up any physical space in our reality. I wonder if it is any similar to the kiln. Like, like if they share any properties or qualities, you mean in the comics or in the movies, in the comics, uh, I'm, I'm not familiar with the kiln in the comics. Well, so I didn't know maybe, if there was one is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I wonder sure. what the inspiration was anyway. Yeah. So, um, at the, at the prison, which they're all sent to where abomination is kept underneath them. <laughs> Mm. Uh, if you listen closely you hear hey. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm a permanent. laughs> sorry that's a dark elf that's yeah that was a yeah. dark elf um, hey. Hawkeye's the one who kind of talks to Tony and is Confront, originally and is like, Tony. is like man like you call yourself a futurist but what are you looking out for right now yeah, yeah. Ugh, love it I love, love it. it I love that confrontation but that's when that's when Sam gives him the information he's in Siberia Tony bounces has a Siberia we find out that uh oh, Zemo killed all of the Winter Soldiers. Why would he do that? Yeah. It's because all that mattered was Buck. Yeah. And we've kind of talked about that ending conflict. Yeah. So unless you guys have anything else to do, to I, talk I actually about. do. I want to sit for just a minute on that ending conflict okay. and, and talk a little more in depth about it. Um, because for me, I remember the shock of seeing that he had shot all of the Winter Soldiers in the head. And yeah. I don't think we should brush past how big of a twist, twist that was. Yeah, the movie set up the perfect twist because from the moment where Winter Soldier, you know, breaks that car and opens up the trunk and you see the the five, you know, blue Slurpee packs. <laughs> <laughs> the Capri Suns. The Capri Suns. Yeah. Uh, my thought was like, this is what the movie's about. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter who's in the car. And then you're like, oh, shoot. Until it definitely does. It does matter yeah. who's in the car. But I still thought, again, Zemo's plan is to unleash these super soldiers. Yeah. And then, well, they even talk about you know they can topple a government in under twenty four yeah, hours. He's never known. I, I love. I'm, I'm I'm here to make an empire fall, and they think yeah. he's talking about mm-hmm. countries. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the whole you know going back and watching it is so much fun. It is because yeah. you get to see they 
they just yanked us. Well, yeah. I, I want to talk about that's such a huge gamble for them to to set that up as like a reveal in the third act of this movie. Yeah. Like the reveal is that Bucky killed Tony's parents. It because, could have gone so wrong. Well, because yeah. we've already been told that. Like we're we should know that because yeah. in the Winter Soldier, whenever it's flashing, whenever he's talking to uh, uh, what's his name on the computer, yeah. it's like flashing all the things where he says Hydra has had influence in the world for. It's uh, 30 years or whatever he says. Yeah, <laughs> like, it shows, it shows like a newspaper of Howard Stark dead. Yeah. Um, and like, so <sighs> it's just, it's amazing that they're like, no, we're going to gamble that people don't remember that about our other movie. Yeah. They, uh, there's a behind the scenes footage with the Russos and I think some other, you know, writers or people that have worked on other movies, continuity, um, where someone said, are we going to just like hold this back that, the winter soldier killed Tony's parents because if people find out about this, like discussion boards are going to go crazy. And then the idea for this movie came and they were like, now we can use it to our advantage. And if they weren't able to get Robert Downey Jr. Civil war was going to be, uh, zombies. Have you heard that? What? What? Yeah. It was going to be, uh, like a, post-apocalyptic, like zombie, like there's a vax or a, a disease going around turning, um, people and other Avengers into zombies, but they got Robert Downey what? Jr. What? Thank God they That's got Robert horrible. Downey Jr. Are you kidding me? I heard that it would have been Serpents and Serpent Society, which I, is what they put on, like when they announced it, remember they did yeah. Captain America Serpent Society and then they talked about all the movies before and they're like, actually, it was like an Apple, like Tim Cook style thing. We're like, actually, here's something else we have to show you and it changed from Serpent Society to Civil War. Yeah, it's cool. But um, yeah, I just, one more time about the the final conflict being so small. I don't, I don't want... I just feel like it's so important to really reflect on how impressive it is yeah. that the Russos took what started as such a big premise and made it two men fighting. Yeah. And in a cave. So and I love, I love when Tony says, you don't deserve that shield. It's not yours. My father made that shield. Just boom, tosses it and leaves. Yep. Like what they set up with this, what they, what they closed with this, you know, loops that were, that were filled yeah. and closed. Um, the dominoes that ended up being stacked after this. I mean, yeah. it was so impressive. It's just monumentally good. It you know really I mean? is. The soundtrack's fantastic. Huge pump on the soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, like this I actually do want to dump on the soundtrack that we don't ever hear a version of the Avengers theme. I think the only reason they probably didn't do that is they probably want to save that for Avengers movies. Which this should well, be. We but. got we no, this should be Cap Three and Age of Ultron should be Iron Man Four. But it should be one no, the, it, should, it should be either or. They, I think they either should both be Avengers or both be both uh, be solo movies. Solos. But right. we did hear the Avengers theme in Ant Man. Like whenever he goes to the the compound, oh, that makes sense. The compound, yeah, yeah. We hear the little bum, 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 yeah. and I wish we'd heard some sort of like yeah. broken version of that here. Yeah. But not enough to impact my enjoyment of this movie. Sure. No. And does nothing but get me unbelievably like mega hyped about infinity war. Exactly. Well, and I think there's something so compelling about shattering. um, Oh yeah. Everything that we know and have built up to this point. This is a little bit, the empire strikes back of the MCU. Yeah. And having to bring it together. We don't know how that's going to happen. Yeah. Like we're going to be on the edge of our seat, starting infinity war saying, I mean, obviously the threat brings them together. Yeah. But how, what's that going to look like? Yeah. 
I think this is another perfect argument for this technically being the second Avengers movie in Age of Ultron being Iron Man 4. Yeah. Because it really is, if you look at the Avengers movies as a trilogy and shift it to this one instead, this really is our middle Empire Strikes Back movie. Yeah, it makes more sense. Yeah. Conceptually, I just really like this being Cap 3, Age of Ultron being Iron Man 4, and Avengers movies are about fighting Thanos. Yeah, I, I hear that. I hear but that yeah. anyway, for sure. I think we've said yeah. all the words that we each know. Well, I could go on for a long time we about could. this movie, but this is as long as we need to go. So I guess it's time to rate it. Yeah, it's let's time do to it. rate it. So as you probably know, what? I, I didn't get my super pump. You didn't? However, we passed it. My my super pump is the Sokovia Accords and the just the contention that it brings and being able to see both sides. Oh, we passed that a long time ago. Yeah, no, I forgot to say super pump. I kind of forgot what our podcast was. Oh, okay. I was so excited for the movie. This is a show called Two Chunks and a Hunk. It's okay. a movie podcast we where we give pumps and, and thumps. thumps. Thumps and glumps. <laughs> Slumps and blumps. Yeah, so that's my super pump. Cool. Did everybody give a super dump? Yeah. Dang, we crushed it, guys. I think I gave a super dump. We know Classic we, we, good podcast. We, we, know, we did a we know, podcast, you we guys. We know what we set up. Classic this good is, podcast. This has for sure been an episode. <laughs> and that's what I know without a doubt. And now we have to rate. Let's do that for sure. So anyway, we here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have a rating system. It's perfect. Science proved it. Don't argue with it. David, and here's listen up to this. This is important yeah, this is to know about podcast. this podcast. Do you want me so. to take the science part of it? Yeah. Yeah, so science. Yep. So uh, the best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it don't lend it buy that poster do i need to go any further than that for the ratings for this movie (laughs) (laughs) it's a good it's a good call Uh, the next thing is buy it uh the next thing is rent it the next thing is stream it the next thing's forget it and the next thing is god have forsaken us look guys we'll go back to the regular rating system later but this movie doesn't even really need Let's, say it together. let's all say it together. That's going to make it easier for me to edit. Let's all say it together. For this movie, we're all going to give Own It, God Don't Lend It, by that poster. What else is there to say? Yeah. Is, <sighs> is there... Can't... Should we? <laughs> Do you believe it? <laughs> you guys don't think. But could it could be. It'd be crazy. Isn't it? No. There's no unless unless it's Captain America Civil War, then it really is that good. Good grief, man! This movie is so phenomenal. I think it's I I think it's far and away the best MCU movie. I agree. For (laughs) me, for me, it's probably my favorite superhero movie. To be honest, like I I think it dethrones the Dark Knight, if for no other reason than the Dark Knight is basically an action like thriller that features Batman. And this is like really, really comic this booky comic superhero. Book. This is the best comic book superhero movie. Yeah, comic yeah. book adaptation for sure. Yeah. But I, I had to fight the urge to just start the movie over when I finished it. Yeah. It's so good. One, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> but, but man, this movie is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, do we have any super pumps and dumps? In fact, I know we do. Oh, we sure do. Jordan Green, uh, friend of the show, big best friend of the show, not best friend of the show, <laughs> Long big time good friend, friend second time you good friend of the show. Uh, his super pump is the twist, uh, which is the building tension of Zemu unleashing the super. Se- okay, listen, his name is Zemo. You just sent us. My name's Emo. You sent us Zemu, like a like a emu with a Z in front of it, which like is- an internet emu. Like a, his character is based on a killer emu. His character is based on emus, exactly. Emus, yeah. In the comics, he rides emus into battle. Well, his original name was actually Zostrich. Zostrich. <laughs> <laughs> Baron Zinguin. Um, his super dump is the movie is great, but it's really Gosh. long and really jam packed. 
found myself saying, oh, they still have stuff to do after the big fight in Act 2. Yeah. Act 3 did turn into kind of a drag, but he did say, buy it, don't lend it, buy that poster, baby. Yeah, boy. Did you mention that Natasha not like speaking Russian? Was that, <laughs> was that Colton Kingston also sent us a uh, super pump and a super dump. His super pump is, uh, let's see. Ooh, it is actually the same as your super pump. The Black Panther and Zemo scene at the end. Yay! Colton. His super dump is, this movie should not have been another Captain America movie, but rather the third installment of the Avengers. I agree. You can't have it both ways. You can't have Iron Man 4 be Avengers 2 and this not be Avengers 3. We said that on the show. So yeah. Thanks for sending in those pumps and dumps. If you want to be featured uh, in this segment and another episode of Two Chunks and a Hunk, go to our website, twochunksandahunk.com on the internet. And uh, we have a form there where you can fill out your pump and your dump for whatever movie you happen to have watched recently. If you if you watched a movie you really loved and we haven't talked about it, send us a pump and dump. Doesn't mean we're going to talk do about it on the show, but it just means that we love to hear from you. You can also shout us out on social media with hashtag official chunky. Official chunky. We'll give you a shout out here on the show for that. For instance, Jordan Green gave us a quick little shout A. Okay, you can't double dip like that. Well, he sure did. And then also we're just going to shout out Stephen Baker. Hope you're still listening, my main man, our big, our big sponsor. It's been more a while like, since we heard from you. Mama you, Baker. You doing okay? It's what more like a shout right? out of like, who are you? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Steven, 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 Steven where'd you go? Steven, where'd you go? Shout out. We need you. We hey, need you. Steven. Hey, Steven. Did you leave us? <laughs> hey, Steven, where'd you, hey, where'd you go? Well, this episode is over. Yeah, it's for been two over chunks and a hug. I'm Doge. I'm Steven Baker. I'm David. Goodbye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.